Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. As Andrew Marsh just pointed out, we got our guy Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. He's our Blues insider with The Athletic via the Brown and Crippen Celebrity Line. JR, how you doing? Doing well, boys. Doing well. I told Marshy to stretch that uh, Center out a few extra minutes because I just walked up the stairs and needed to catch my breath. So, <laughs> thankfully. Thanks, Marshy. How many steps was it, JR? There's a good, there's got to be every bit of four or five. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was wondering. <laughs> you're, you're actually going down the stairs, right? <laughs> yeah, twice. Oh, man. <laughs> JR, uh, what's your pulse of this team right now? You know, go beyond go beyond what, what we're seeing on the ice. You, you cover this team. You've got a really good handle on covering the players and the coaching staff. What's your pulse on this team in terms of what's going on? Well, my pulse is that they don't seem to have a pulse until it's three to nothing is what it's been the past couple of games and four to nothing uh, last night against Buffalo. So just coming out uh, sluggish, not ready to play. You know, I know that Craig Ruby said they're prepared. I believe him. You know, these guys uh, you know, do take it seriously, but they're just not on their game early. And, you know, to me, when you see these comebacks, third period, couple big goals, it is what it is. You're going to make a push in that situation. I don't think too many professional teams are going to, lay down uh, but I think you've already kind of showed what kind of pulse you have leading up to that point in the game and, and right now the Blues don't seem to have one JR if you're if you're Doug Armstrong right now and you're evaluating this hockey club and you're noticing exactly what you're talking about a team that you know is on a roller coaster ride they're good they're they're bad they're good they're bad the inconsistencies are there I mean ultimately what are you looking to do with this club between now and the trade deadline I'm looking at the, the UFAs, and I've written it a few times, so I guess no secret uh, that I think that uh, Doug Armstrong should move some of these guys. I say that with one caveat. If you decide that you want Ryan O'Reilly to continue leading this team, I think you talk to his camp and see what it would take. And, you know, if there's a match, then, then great. Uh, I think that if there's not a match, that he's going to be a valuable asset at the deadline, could be a first first-round pick and a prospect is what I'm being told by many people around the league. And then uh, you see what teams out there want him. He does not have a no-trade clause, so that's a little bit easier deal to make than the one with Vladimir Tarasenko. You know, with Tarasenko, same thing. I think this team's in a spot where if he's not coming back next year, which I don't think he is, then you have to – all your effort has to be on finding a spot for him. Where is he going to okay a deal? Then it gets a little tricky to me with Ivan Barbashev. I think that even if you move those first two guys – I think that Barbashev is a guy who could still be part of this thing, whatever you're doing, retooling or, or just adding on the fly. And what's it going to take? And you know, I heard the numbers you mentioned the other day. If they could get uh, Barbashev at three years, three million AAV, I think they'd probably do that in a heartbeat. I think he might be able to get a little more, even though his offensive numbers are down this year. But he's a guy I'd want to keep, and Achari is a guy I'd want to keep. So that's where I kind of stand with with the team and what Army needs to do i just really think that they're in a bad spot and they need to be on the phones a lot in this next three or four weeks 
Jeremy Rutherford joining us right now. He's our Blues Insider with The Athletic here on 101 ESPN. Jeremy, we just had a conversation about Colton Pareko. You know, Colton Pareko demoted to that third pairing. Jamie broke it down, and he, you know, he noted the fact that you don't have a pivot right now. If you if you were to just, as some fans, want to just kind of go, well, just get rid of him, be done with it. You don't have a pivot, and, you know, what sort of market is there right now? For Colton Pareko, what what's your read on Pareko's play and maybe his immediate his, his his immediate future right now with the Blues? I think this one's pretty simple. Uh, what I think is that he's here and he's going to be here. That was evident, concrete when the ink dried on the contract. And so, you know, Doug Armstrong, they did their due diligence. They checked on the back. And by the way, I asked Craig Bruby today, just as a follow up to last night, his comments on. Colton Preco, I said, is he 100% healthy? And Craig Bruby said, yes. So, you know, evidently this isn't a situation where it's it's a back issue that's continuing to bother him, according to Craig Bruby. And he's got seven more years left on this deal. And while I do think there are teams around the NHL that would like to have a Colton Preco in their lineup, it doesn't mean as their number one. Maybe he's a second-pair guy. Maybe he fits somewhere in the mix. 6.5 is not a lot for a guy like him if you've got other guys on your team who you can really trust in that top pair. But are they going to take Colton Preco off the Blues' hands with seven years left on the deal? I think the answer is no. If there are, you know, that would be few and far between. So I think it's going to be tough to move him. And I think at this point all the Blues can hope for is that they just preach, 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 and he figures it out if that's possible. JR, the Blues head out onto the road here for, what, three games before they, they have a substantial break. At what point do you think, something starts to happen around here because I, I mean, are you in the category right now or the camp of that? Something's automatically going to happen. Or do you think that army rides it out with this team? Not automatically. Um, you know, I, I don't know that he rides it out. I think he's still going to try to explore and try to maximize the assets. I don't think he would, have this belief in the team that they can make the playoffs and do some damage. So he's going to hold on to some of these guys, you know, for a situation like that, you know, when are these types of things going to happen? We're getting the crunch time right now. And that's pretty obvious, but you know, I still think, you know, what I'm hearing is that uh, O'Reilly and the team have talked a little contract extension where that goes. uh, We'll see. So I don't think this is stuff that's automatically going to happen, particularly with an O'Reilly Uh, But I do think as we get into this break that Doug Armstrong is going to be on the phone a lot. And I think, you know, could it happen when they get back from the break? Could it happen a week or two weeks before the trade deadline? It could, but we all know what comes with the trade deadline. It's a deadline league. You get closer to it and uh, some of the prices change and perhaps in the Blues' favor. So, you know, if he sees a deal in the next month that uh, too good to pass up, perhaps you jump on it and get this thing rolling a little bit quicker. Uh, but I do think that uh, we'll see some sort of action before that March 3rd trade deadline. You've been all over the Tarasenko stuff for a couple of seasons now, and you've had uh, contact with the agent, and, and certainly you've tried to have some discussions with the hockey club here uh, itself as far as Doug Armstrong. Yeah, when you look at the available market or the potential landing spots for someone like Vladimir Tarasenko, and, and this is, of course, assuming that Army is wanting to deal him and, and whatnot, who are some potential suitors that, you know, would be able to make a trade and take on that $7.5 million cap hit? Yeah, so it's a, it's a really good question. Let me break it down like this. First of all, 
you know, I, I, I take the cap hit into consideration, and, but I realize that for years teams have been able to figure out a way to make it work. Now, having said that, it's been harder lately to move money with the flat cap and teams. It's just tough for teams to move money. So maybe five years ago, you could have said, Hey, a team will make a, make a way for Vladimir Tarasenko uh, $7.5 million to, to get him on the roster. Uh, but it's hard to do. So I think that does kind of tie your hands a little bit. You know, I look at teams who do have some cap issues, whether it be Carolina, whether it be, uh, the New York Rangers. Well, guess what? The Carolina Hurricanes just lost Max Max uh, Pacioretty, and they've got uh, some spending money now. But you listen to Don Waddell, the, the GM there, and he says that we're not going to pay a steep price for a rental, and that's what Tarasenko is. So could he go in and help them? Could they fit him under the salary? Yeah, but is he going to meet Doug Armstrong's asking price for that situation? So, you know, th- those are a couple teams that I think – could work and let's keep in mind that uh tarasenko does have the no trade clause and he's going to determine where he wants to go i do think he'd want to go somewhere to maximize that value with a playoff run before he goes into uh, free agency if that's the path that this goes Uh, so i do think that there's a possibility for him to be moved i just don't know that we can sit here all day and talk about first round pick and prospect i don't know that those types of offers are going to be there and that teams are going to be beating down doug armstrong's door to get that player. So based off that, JR, right there, the last part, one, what team do you think he would agree to? Because in his last list that he provided, a lot of those teams were absolutely up against the cap and would have a very difficult time adding him. So one, the trick is, what team does he say yes to? And then, you know, does it work against Doug Armstrong with this no trade clause because teams know at that point, Hey army, you may not have another team that he's agreed to. So here's a second round pick or a third round pick, take it or leave it. Yeah. I really do think it could come to that. You know, I think the dynamic changes a little bit rib from a year and a half, two years ago. Uh, there were places that uh, Tarasenko probably could have gone to and, and didn't want to. Uh, but I think now that we get down to the final few months of the contract and perhaps everybody sees the writing on the wall that he's going to go to free agency, even if he doesn't get moved at the deadline, I think he'd be more apt. Plus, I think the the uh, contenders, the serious contenders, who does Vladimir Tarasenko think has a real chance at this, will be more clearly defined than maybe they were a year and a half ago. Uh, and, and like I said a minute ago, look, he's got to prove himself. He's coming back from this injury, of course. Uh, he's got to get on the ice and show teams that he can play and that he's worth a first-round pick, a second-round pick. And if he can't do that or there becomes a limited number of teams interested, and let's face it, teams around the league, they're going to know what the market is for Vladimir Tarasenko. They're going to have a little bit of leverage with Doug Armstrong, and maybe it winds up being a second- or third-round pick. But at that point, if you're going to lose the player and your season's going nowhere, what are your choices? JR, great stuff as always, man. Appreciate you. At J.P. Rutherford is where you want to follow JR on Twitter. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, a little bit of a tease. Uh, blue story coming out later tonight or tomorrow morning at The Athletic. What do you, oh, do you, you got, what's the tease? Yeah, what do you got for us, JR? Little intro. you got to read The Athletic. Oh, okay. Might, have, right. might have a little bit to deal with one of the guys we're talking about here. All right, fair enough. Oh, I like boy. that. Okay. Now you got me. Uh, JR, great stuff, man. Thanks, buddy. See All ya. Right.